What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Devrin? Yo, what's going on, Dave? How you been? Man, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see your face, bro. It's crazy. So now everybody can see I don't got that fresh cut confidence right now, but I'm going to get it back. Don't worry. I'm going to get it back. It always comes back, bro. It always comes back. Are we trying something new this season? Yep. Kind of cool. Uh, doing a little video thing. So we get to, so when I, when we talk about merch, we can show you the merch. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, this is just something that we want to try out, try to up our game a little bit, but I'm excited for it, Dave, and I can actually see your reaction when uh, when something crazy happens. Yeah, this is true, man. What better way to, you know, kind of keep our little, you know, thing going to be able to see us, so that's dope. Uh, shout out to the newest member, the only member of the Dave and Dev team not named Dave and Dev. Shout out to our producer, Mr. Chris Bailey. Producer Welcome Chris. to the team. We're super excited to have you on. He's got tons of cool creative ideas, and uh, he's really helped us make this uh, this video chatting work. We got to get Chris some kind of nickname or something. Like, it's got to – you know, it's Dave, Dev, and Chris don't really got a really good yeah, one. Yeah, no, no. We'll think of something. Maybe we'll do like a little Instagram poll or something. We need to get Chris on the show, and then people can get to know him, and then we can create a nickname. I need Chris to be the fact checker. Because, you know, some people are coming on here saying reckless stuff. I need him to do a fact check. Dude, he needs to be the fact checker for me and you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, we got a lot to talk about in this episode. But first, man, let me say congrats to you, my friend. Uh, as a lot of you guys know that watch the episode, that listen to the episodes, uh, Devin and I are both Ohio State fans. So we got Buckeyes on Monday playing against Bama. But shout out to Devin's. Cleveland Browns. Steelers game tomorrow. What's your prediction? This is going to be an emotional roller coaster of a weekend for me as a sports fan. Facts. Uh, not only do the Browns get in barely by beating the Steelers last week, now you got to play them again this week. And this is a bitter rivalry. So that's going to be insane. But then the next day, we got to put, we got Ohio State versus Alabama. And I, I mean, I know I don't talk about this a lot, but my granddad is the biggest Alabama football fan in the world. Dave, we really got to get him on the podcast one day. For real. 
Um, I, I think like this, this man is the biggest, like he could tell Nick Saban what to do. Like that, that man has been a fan forever. And if they, if they lose, if, if Alabama loses, let me just say this last time Alabama lost to Ohio state, I talked to my granddad like every weekend. I didn't talk to him for like four months. He was just still recovering from it. So I'm gonna need, so I'm gonna need him to, uh, I'm gonna need him to, to, to get on here and just, you know, eat, eat some crow while he's on, while he's on here with, right. the, with these Buckeyes. Right. Listen, man, I'm, I'm super hyped for the, for the game on Monday. Uh, they, they looked great against Clemson, man. We were all over Trevor Lawrence. If we can, oh, we, owe, we, that owe him that one, though. we, we gave, we had, he needed that one. Yeah. We were all over him, man. The, the pressure that we applied from the D line, Justin Fields played amazing. Like, that. I mean, just think about it. If you Justin Fields, though, you've been hearing all season long how this dude is better than you. And then, yeah, you got you got to go out there and show him something. Yeah, so I'm glad they did it. I, I listen. I'm glad he did too. What do you have? Uh, six touchdowns? Something crazy? It's. I mean, dude, it's been such a crazy season. COVID and all. Ohio State having half of a season. First off, right. wasn't gonna have a season. Then they're gonna have a season. It's just, it's wild. Um, yeah. So that's been crazy. I mean, we already got one win. You know, Michigan hired back Harbaugh. So that's a good that's a good win for us. So congratulations, y'all. Just that's keep a guaranteed what, what five more wins. There you go. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot! But no, seriously, I like super excited for the, for that game on Monday. I'm actually gonna be cheering on your Browns tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. By the time this podcast airs, that game, both those games will probably be over. Um, so uh, we, we're excited to to chat about those. If you don't. First of all, I know we plugged the merch earlier. Uh, DaveAndDev.com, by the way. No, We got our own site these days. But the other thing I want to plug is if you're on Facebook, go hit up our Facebook group. So we have the Dave and Dev podcast Facebook page. It's like where we share our posts, all that stuff. But we also have like a chat group. It gets super live in there. Um, it, it's fun times. We love to post polls on there. Uh, you know, if, it, if a game's coming up, like, you know, we'll, we'll ask, you know, who you guys got, you know, who, who's, what are the odds, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we like to have a good time on there. We talk a lot about, I mean, mainly sports on that page. Uh, but yes, fun times. If you, if you are not a part of that group, uh, go join that. And also we'll plug our IG page at, uh, at Dave and Dev. Uh, so hit that up. Go take a look at our posts. We'll be posting these videos on IGTV. So super hype for what we got on the way, man. Uh, lots of fun stuff. Lots of cool stuff in 2021. Uh, lots of cool stuff in January. So be on I'm the lookout for that. I'm excited about some of the interviews that are coming up. Yeah, we got some. That are coming. Got some cool interviews on the way. Uh, super hype for those. So, man, I say we get into it. First episode of 2021. It's a Saturday, January 9th. And if you were not under a rock this week, uh, you know what happened. You know what went down on January 6th, 2021. Arguably, honestly, like I kind of reflected at the end of the day. Like, I don't know that I've ever been through a more like, obviously I wasn't there, but a more like this is going to be remembered in history for like ever day. 
than that right there, maybe. Um, you went through, I mean, 9-11. 9-11, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean like that I was like coherent, watching like an adult, like this is crazy. Like, so Devon, can you just lay out what happened? What went down from like a 30,000 feet view? If we're listening to this in five years, what, what did we see from kind of the outside looking in? Yeah, so basically there was a save the vote protest that was scheduled um, and in support of uh, President Donald Trump and uh, who recently lost the, the election in November. And the protest turned into a riot when protesters decided to take over capital the capitol building in dc and, and if i'm not mistaken sorry to cut you off weren't they about to do the like final electoral college like not not voting but yeah, like vote yeah, on so, the vote yeah so that's what they can um and this is when we need uh our unofficial official uh political analysis on here of daniel bennett but I, they were solidifying the votes so so like this is when like all the counts have been done the recounts have been done and either officially submitting the ballots for each state um about who will be the president come january 20th 14 uh well you know 14 days from then what 12 days from now 11 days from now 11 days from today so yeah it's it was wild i mean i found out the news I had a, a buddy, he just called me and said, yo, are you watching this? I'm like, watching what? He said, the, like, turn to the news. I'm like, which news station? He's like, any of them. He said, they're trying to take over the Capitol. I was like, who is they? Right. I turned this on. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is wild. So that was, I mean, it was weird. So I, I went through several, several different emotions while watching it. And it was kind of like odd because... You didn't know what was going to happen, like how long this was going to happen. I didn't even know like why it started, how they even got there in the first place. Because by the time I turned on TV, they were already in the Capitol building. Right. And I didn't know how many people were in there, what they were doing in there. Like, I don't know. It was it was weird. So, so that, I mean, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, and it's funny because you had somebody call you, and you called me because I was driving and I was like. Yo, what? <laughs> like, hold up. Cause I kind of, I feel like before I left the house, I knew that they were like protesting. Like, like all yeah. people are always protesting in DC. Like yeah, if you've DC. ever been to Washington DC, there's somebody outside the Capitol building, the white house with a picket sign protesting something like it might be one person that might be a thousand, whatever. So I was just like, okay, it's a protest. But when you called me and you were like, yo, this is not a protest anymore. Like this, this is, this is crazy. Right. Um, so I, I really want to like, I want to flesh out some of those things that you were feeling. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the, uh, you know, different emotions that you felt on the six kind of what you've been thinking and processing through after that time, I'd be really curious to kind of get your perspective on that. Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind, obviously was like, I noticed, all right, these are a bunch of these this is these are trumpsters or this is like the MAGA culture 
Like right. this isn't this isn't this isn't Republicans. These these are this is Trumpsters. Okay, our Trumpism is what what you hear called as a lot. Mm-hmm. And like I knew that there was like a big like he had a big following, but I didn't know that that following was like that. Like right. So, um, and I mean, like granted, there's there's people on the fringes on each side. Sure. But for this day, this this was the worst. Like if if the BLM riots in the summertime was the worst of the left, then this was the worst of the right. For sure. And so the first thing that came to mind was was that okay, these are this is Trumpism. And look at what this has caused. And so I'm like thinking, like, did he say anything, do anything to make people think like this or want to do this? And of course, he's been saying that, you know, these are illegitimate votes and all these different things. We've talked about this forever. I told Daniel on the podcast several months ago, if you if you haven't heard it, this is one of my biggest fears going into the podcast or going into the election is that the president would not legitimize the votes. Right. And he would just keep trying to say it's a fraud. And so what happens when you call democracy a sham? People freak out. Because yeah. this is it's what our country is built on. Um, so that was the first thing. Like, okay, this is this is Trumpism in effect. Second thing is I'm thinking, okay, you look at the headlines and people are having the you see the protesters are, on, are at a standoff with police officers in the Capitol Hill, in Capitol Hill. Yeah. So my thought goes back to the Black Lives Matter protest before where the president just around the corner tear gassed a bunch of protesters to go take a photo shoot in front of a church. Right. Um, which kind of leads into my, my third point, but I'll get there in a second. But this is two different, we're seeing two different worlds right now. And I know that's going to rub people the wrong way, um, but it's the truth. Like there was a, there was an obvious different reaction from how this was handled and how other things were handled. So, so that was, so that was, I was, was, I was thinking about that. Like it was striking at first to see like, just like kind of the, nonchalant I, I don't know i mean I, well how how are we in a how are we how did you get like if you've been to dc you know you can't get in the steps so how did it get this far yeah and if this group supposedly backs the blue how is this back in the blue by trampling them over in an office that too yeah and so like i, I just don't understand like like at what cost? And so, you know, point number three was what I want to make is you started to see um, like the Jesus saves and Jesus 2020 flags. And this isn't, this isn't CRT. This isn't critical race theory. This like, this isn't, this, this is straight up people who are doing this in the name of Jesus and so anytime in your theology you say Jesus and that and is an idol. Right. And if, if Jesus is Lord, then Jesus is over everything. And so when I started seeing like the Jesus and Trump stuff going on, 
It's like, this is Christian nationalism and this is how bad it's, it's gotten to the point. Right. Like it's seeped in our churches and it's seeped to make people think that this man is really like the quote unquote chosen one. Right. So all those feelings combined together, um, I started to feel like sad. And then I started to get really, really upset, like angry looking at it, like, this is ridiculous that we have gotten to this point in this country that this is where we're at. Like, think about this, Dave. Like, I, I've had several conversations with people after, um, or like during this protest and like after, like the aftermath of it. And one person told me that um, he didn't vote for, for Trump in 2016 because he thought he was gonna go off the rails. And so after seeing some of the policies and whatnot, like, yeah, his language and stuff was, was, wasn't great, but you say, okay, this guy is moving towards the right direction. He said, um, he voted for him in 2020, but after seeing that on January 6th, it was more like, this is, this is who I thought he was going to be in 2016. Yeah. And, he, and the person told me that if I could get my, if I could take my vote away, like somehow, some way, I would, I would say I would have not voted. I would have voted third party. Right. And so it's almost, um, I mean, screw it. I'm just going to be blunt. Like, so if we're single issue voters here um, on these issues. Like we, we wanted to get the Supreme Court justice. We wanted to get these policies in play and I get it. But at what cost? Right. Like wh what? It was it worth it? Like, if because we don't know what this Supreme Court justice is going to do, we don't know if it's going to flip the scales or not. We don't know what kind of policies are going to be brought up. Right. Like, was all of it worth it to get the Capitol building attacked? Because that's what it was. Right. And so, there's a lot of aftermath and stuff that still we're still figuring some things out. Like I just saw like. Twitter just got rid of uh, Trump's profile and Facebook did too. And YouTube gets rid of Steve Bannon for doing conspiracy theory stuff. And that's a whole different, like, well, I'm sure we'll touch on that today. Yeah, we're going to touch on that in a minute. But it's just like, at what cost was all this? Like, was it really worth it? Because to, to me, it's not really, like, I, I don't, I don't think that, like that, that was a, that was a sad day for yeah. for Americans. Is that like we're so divided that someone goes into another, you know, politician's office and says we're not done, trashes the office, steals the podium, all these different things, and it's just like this is where we're at in our American dignity. So that's that's kind of my feelings on on that day. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, share a lot of those same feelings. And, you know, one thing I'd like to say, Devin, too, is I really would urge people to be cautious on um, on conspiracy theories. Uh, we, we've touched on this before. Uh, if you want some good resources for this, uh, KB and Amin Hudson, or their Southside Rabbi podcast, did a really good episode on conspiracy theories. There's, there's tons of good resources from, you know, good Christian leaders out there. Just be really cautious on this. And I, I'm saying that because one of the first things that people are going to say when they see this episode is, oh, well, what about the, you know, you said this is the extreme part of the right. What about Antifa, blah, blah, blah. 
and and could they have been a part of it? Maybe. I, I will. I, I never rule anything out. However, we have evidence. We have lots of hard evidence that people that were inside of those Capitol build the Capitol building that got arrested were people that had previously attended Trump rallies. Their social media was, you know, uh, you know, full of, of Trump support. And, and that's fine. I'm just stating that, like, like before we jump to say conspiracy theory thing, I mean, thing is, let's like, just say that. Could there have been Antifa people? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. But the it's majority absolutely. of the people there, I'm, I'm not talking about your conservative people. Correct. I'm talking about people who are involved in Trumpism. Correct. I'm going to call it for what it is. It's a cult. So if you are involved in Trumpism and you claim Christianity, the two cannot intermingle. They can't. Just like you can't claim to, um, you know, be fully invested in, you know, communism or socialism or these are worldly structures. And we're talking about an outer worldly thing in Christianity, right? Like that we cannot be tied to worldly structures like that right that are imperfect when we know the perfection of christ right and so anyway i wanted to say that before we kind of moved into the next space right because it's really important to understand that we have to be cautious and we have to understand that there are conspiracies out there there are things that happen that are dark and twisted and evil we know that there's an adversary right like the bible talks repeatedly about the adversary um, we, we know all that. We know that we're going to be persecuted. Like we know all that, but we just have to be cautious and we have to call things like we see them. And as we see them in front of us and what we saw was at the core before the rioting was a lot of people in DC for a Trump rally and things escalated. Like I watched this video today from Insider. It blew my mind because these people were like filming in the middle of like they were kind of going into these different pockets of different, you know, supporters. And you could see the escalation. People are like, oh, I heard they're going to go to the Capitol. Oh, I heard they're going to go to the Capitol. And do what? They're going to raid the Capitol. And people are like, what? Oh, okay. And like, you start seeing people move forward. And I was like, yo, this is, this is not organized, right? Like, this is like, these are people that are getting escalated, right? Like, think about it. Like me and you, we both went to, you know, <clears throat> you know, we both ran in circles with athletes, right? We both played sports. What happened when your boy on the team was, uh, you know, somebody was talking about him, right? It was chatter. Hey, yo, I heard they're going to fight, right? I, he- I heard this is going to go down, right? I heard that, you know, after third period, you know, b- between lunch, somebody's going to get punched, right? And what happens? People, esca- you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll never forget leaving a festival ready to fight people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 you know, I'm just saying that as a point that like, nobody is beyond this, right? Like, I'm not like, I'm not saying that if you're sitting here listening today and you're, you know, you're a conservative person that voted for Donald Trump, that you would have done this. But what I'm saying is, is nobody is not capable of doing it. Right. Yeah. And I, I want to add on to that too. So I want to be careful with what I'm saying. I'm not, this isn't an indictment on all Trump supporters. Facts. Because this isn't all Trump supporters. Like, based off of the information you had going into November's elections, I believe that, you know, most reasonable people made made the best decision of what they could for the time being, whether that be Biden or Trump or some kind of third party, they they did what they could. Right. 
I'm more concerned about the conspiracy theory part of this that led people to think that they were really being robbed of something, even though countless amount of evidence proves otherwise. Right. So like, I, I get it. So like, I'm with Trump, like putting, putting together his, all these different uh, lawsuits to try to figure out. Like, hey, listen, if it's the truth, I want the truth to come out Facts. no matter who it is for or against. Right. I don't, I mean, that's what it is. Right. So I'm not upset about that. I'm upset about spewing this that it was stolen from you with no evidence to back it up. And people just blindly going forward with like and following this. Like, do you know how crazy life would be right now? Like if people really stole this election, yeah, they need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent. But like Daniel said in our podcast before we took break, the chances of that happening are so unlikely. It would be the biggest scandal in American history. Right. That's what he said. I mean, and I encourage people to go back and listen to that episode if they think that, you know, hey, Devin doesn't know politics. Okay, talk. listen to the guy who does know politics, right. and he'll tell you. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. and so, you know, I think that I think that's a good transition point, though, too, Devin. So you mentioned this earlier. We got to touch on it. Um, you know, today, uh, the Apple App Store and Google Play um, took Parler off their app stores for download. Uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, Twitter and Facebook, which I think that actually happened prior to yesterday, but uh, officially Twitter and Facebook shut down Donald Trump's account. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about censorship. Uh, I-, I would love to get your opinion on it. Uh, I think we may have a little bit of slight uh, differences in how we view this, but I really want to hear what you have to think about that. Yeah. And this is where like, I'll confuse people with my, with my views here. I just think that like, all censorship is bad and people you know then the response automatically is well what about hate speech and other stuff like that like well if you're going to incite an emergency situation like you can't yell fire in a crowded theater of course right but i think the correct response to bad speech is better speech Mm -hmm. and i think that that was happening on social media platforms so there was bad speech that was coming out, but there were people who were combating bad speech with better speech. Mm. Um, and so, but if you take away this bad speech, if you just block it from it from even saying anything, then automatically bad speech becomes the martyr and they feel like they have a cause. It, and it furthers the conspiracy that they're being held back. In exactly. My and so, and so that's why, like, I think that, and I mean, it's, it's a broad blanket, I understand, but I think, like, I wouldn't have taken him off of, I wouldn't have taken him off of Facebook and Twitter. And I know that, I mean, people say, well, I mean, do you feel bad for this man? Like, at what point does, like, like, if big tech is going to start regulating speech and clearly violating, and, and I get it's a private company, but clearly violating First Amendment rights, then we, I mean, we're going to, that's that brings in a whole other issues there because there's people who say a lot worse things than the president did who are still allowed to tweet and do whatever. Right. 
I mean, they may not be as popular. They may not have what the 82 million 80, followers or whatever he had or something. Yeah. So like they may not have that, but they still say terrible things that could make people act. Yeah. So like what, so at what point is it bad enough? Is it, is it bad because you don't like it? Because I don't think that, I mean, like, is Donald Trump directly responsible for the actions of these people? Yes and no. Like, yes, because he, he spewed the conspiracy theories, but no, because they're all grown adults and they decide to act like that themselves. Right. I mean, because th- if that's the case, I mean, I think it was back in like 2014, there was a there was a man in Dallas who shot a police officer in the name of Barack Obama. Right. So should Obama still have a Twitter? People people murder for his name. Right. So it's like, at what like what is bad? Like at what point is it bad? Yeah. So that's that's kind of where my stance is on that. For sure. I, I actually think we probably align more than uh, I initially thought. Uh, you know, I, I definitely you you uh, bring up the point about the crowd at the theater. Should somebody be able to yell fire? Like no. Um, censorship is a scary thing, right? And and you know I. I think that I will say I liked the fact that social media platforms put out notices around election theories and coronavirus things like that to me is not censorship. And that's um, fine. Yeah. I, I, so that's a fact check. And that's, and that's, that's cool because the truth needs to come out. Yeah. And, and even, even if it wasn't a fact check, just the, just the little tag. And I know it seems so stupid. You probably hate seeing it. Like it takes up your screen, whatever. But like when somebody says something and they have that kind of follow shit, Hey, just a heads up, this is unproven or Hey, this is a fact about the election. If you want more information, here's a .gov site to go to, right? When you were in school, high school, college, and you were doing research papers, like if you didn't get your information from a .org or a .gov, like it didn't matter. It was a wrap. Like, like, oh, this you cited this from where? Nah, that ain't, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you are like about to get your doctorate. Like when you cite things, like it's got to be like at least close to legit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and so what it's saying is, is hey, look, like what is coming, what you're seeing on your screen is a statement of opinion, right? Just a heads up. I will say that I think that because I have a really hard time with this. Like, I think that he should be held accountable for his words, right? Because if you listen, if you go way back, you go way back in the way backometer to 2019, you and I spent two hours of podcasting with a series titled Words Matter, right? Words matter. And people can and should be held accountable for their words okay however let me let me let me rail it back in here is that to your point bad speech should be combated with good speech bad speech should be combated with factual speech bad speech should be combated with anything that needs to happen to you know hopefully say, hey, this is bad speech, right? Because the problem is, is that bad speech to you and I is different from bad speech to somebody that's a far right wing extremist who sees let's go to the Capitol as a challenge, right? Who sees that like, oh, we, we meeting up at four o'clock after after school? Yeah, that's a challenge. That's a bet, right? Whereas like to somebody else, that's like, 
oh yeah, that's bad. I'm going to hop the bus, right? Like I'm not, I'm out. So it's, so that's where it's super important that, you know, we, we strive to educate ourselves and strive to see where information is bad and, and speech is bad. But I think censoring it furthers the fact that the people that are, the, the people that I have heard that are kind of in this realm of Trumpism, they feel as though they're not being heard. And this furthers that, that idea that like, oh, we, we're not being heard. And the like kind of leader of our thought tribe is now being censored. Oh, so we're all going to be censored. Okay. Like anarchy, like in a way, like that's what people think. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we don't have like tech is fairly new in, in the whole scope of history. Like, so regulations. Yeah. So we don't have any, anything that, that outlines what we can say outside of you just can't threaten somebody <laughs> you know what i'm saying there's not a lot of precedent for it yeah and so i mean like taking parlor off of the google and apple to me it's like well, what's the point yeah they, you know like you're just gonna make people you, i mean they're gonna figure out a way how to get on there anyway yeah and, and you're gonna make people feel like they like they're doing something that's kind of like in secret or like right. or they feel like it's it's a they're, they're doing this for a good cause yeah what's the like what's i mean seriously if i mean I've, I've been using i use twitter as one of my primary social media platforms nowadays i mean if somebody just took away twitter or like from the app stores people still figure out a way how to get right. back on there it'll be all right i mean let the people let them talk the way they want to talk i mean but if it's a bad idea and it gets out in the, into the public sphere it'll get combated by a better idea eventually. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I totally agree. I just think it's really important that like, you know, people understand. I think that there's some important things, right? Like one thing is, as you just mentioned it, like these tech companies, they are privatized, right? Like they, yeah, it, it is their, it is their space to monitor what is in that space. So, like, let's just say that at the core, like, this is not like, now, again, as regulations come through, could something like this be deemed illegal? I, I believe it could be, um, but I don't really want to talk here nor there because it's really, at this moment, it's not relevant, but it's really important to understand that, like, they are within, I mean, back in the day, I think, like, when I, I remember when I first had a Twitter, if you, you know, tweeted a certain amount of things about certain something, they put you in Twitter jail, you know, I, I remember, uh, uh, like Rich Duffield, I think he tweeted so much just in general that they put him in Twitter jail. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that like they kind of have been censoring people for a long time within their own guidelines. Right. And, and at the end of the day, that's what that's what people have to realize is that within their guidelines, they could cut off your account tomorrow. It doesn't matter what you post. You could be posting. It doesn't matter. Like I know people are going to like pigeonhole this to a like this is an effort to hush right wing folk. It's, hush I mean, I mean, but honestly, that's what it feels like. It's but just, it, but it does feel like that's what I'm saying is that I want I want people to say to see that like it 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 feels that way and it probably is sort of that way in this moment. But it, they have been doing it. It's within their kind of yeah. I mean, at, at this at this point in my life, I'm I don't really truly identify with any party like so like wholeheartedly. Right. But it, like. 
it feels like, yeah, like, like, do I feel bad for Trump that's losing? No, I don't. To be honest with you, I, I don't feel bad that he's losing his Twitter. Right. But I'm just what what makes me more upset is the precedence that is setting. Right. And so that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to. And and I agree. And so I think at the end of the day, what's you know what we're saying is is that like this like censorship is a scary thing because if we can just hush people's ideologies out, if we can flush them out, we'll do it. And I, yeah, I think because what happens, what happens when, you know, Christians start getting censored. Exactly. Platforms. I mean, and, and here's the thing though, about that, like, I think what's important to notice to note is, is that like, and this is something I've been thinking about, sorry, it might be a little off topic from what you were going at here, but like, we're told we're going to be persecuted. Right. And I'm not sitting here saying we roll over and let it happen. But what I'm saying is, is that like, if you are surprised by the fact that we may be persecuted in some way, shape or form, like newsflash, it's all over the Bible. That's it's, it's in there. Um, but secondly, like we're called to, you know, be loving in that space and, and do everything we can to share the good news and to be people that take that persecution and we tell people about the gospel, right? We don't, what we don't do is we don't sit here and throw all that away by going and being violent and going and being, and we said this about BLM, like, yo, like, let's protest, but like, let's be, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just important to understand that like, like, we're called to be in a space that says, hey, look, like, yeah, we might be getting persecuted. So let's let's be tighter knit in our groups. Let's be tighter knit in the word and let's bring people into the fold and show them what being kingdom people look like, not American people look like, because it's that's hard. Yeah, and it's, it's, that's like a, a thing like so it's do you vote against your own interests because, you know, you're going to get persecuted. Right. So it's like, so do you, so as Christians, as much as we can, given the binary choices in this country, we vote for the, the most that we think will, you know, will bring heaven on earth. Right. But knowing that in the back of our minds that it's probably, it's not going to get done. It's, it's going to get worse. And, and that's the important part is that like, What's, what's so insane to me is that there are people that they, for the last five years, have hung their hat on a, a presidential candidate and a, and a party. And I, I'm assuming that the party has been going on for a lot longer, right? Like, you yeah. know, but I, get it. I mean, it's, it's the one party that claims God and country. Yeah. So, so the fact that like we talk about this party so much on this podcast is because it's the one party that claims to be the party that represents God and country. So if we have critiques of it, that's because they're claiming to represent my God that I love and my country that I love. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to have critiques. Now the other, the other party has a ton of problems too. Yeah. We talk about those when, when the times are necessary. And we'll continue to do that. Yeah. But this is the, this is the, the relevant subject right now that yeah. we have, we have to talk about, about about this this side of things but all all in all to say that like 
yeah, that, that day a couple of days ago, January 6th, set a whole bunch of things in motion. And it's going to be interesting to see how these next couple of days play out. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, and one thing I want to say too is, is that, you know, for me, I, I see a lot of people talking about the censorship. Um, I see a lot of people talking about uh, comparing it to, to BLM protests and things like that. What I really want to point out, and I, I hope everybody can kind of take a step back and kind of go to like this, like, I'm going to look at this through a, a, you know, a telescope or look at this through a, a little bit wider angle lens here is that like people, <laughs> this was a dangerous act of violence. No matter who, no matter who you think did it or didn't do it, this was an act of terror, just straight up. And, and it's a day that like we should look at and say, we don't want this to ever happen again. But you gotta look at Dave, and I agree with you, but you gotta look at why these things happen because at the BLM protest, there was some acts of terror that happened. There, there were, were, there were just terrorizing white people just because of their being. But yeah, there here, were. Here's, here's the issue. Why did they start? What was the inception of, of both of these protests? One protest started because we said they, they feel like the vote was stolen from, while the other one was protesting for just human dignity. So when, so when people say, yeah, they were both like the same, they were not the same. Correct. And I know I mentioned this the first, in the first time. Here's the problem with these, with these protests, is that you had a, a group of people who felt emboldened enough to go into our nation's Capitol building, steal the podium, put feet on desks, do all these different things. It was a slap in the face because I saw people get rubber bullets and, and tear gas in. They, you know, they stood in on a standoff with these people for two hours. Yeah. And one person like got shot in the neck, you know, that, that lady who got shot, yeah. right? And there was, I think they said it was like five people total that died and 52 people that were injured and whatnot, which is terrible. I don't want anybody, to, you know, to, to, to face that type of violence or whatever. I'm not asking, this is a social media post that happened, but, and I agree with it. I'm not asking these police officers to shoot everyone that on site. I'm asking you to show the same level of, of restraint when it happens. And this so ironically happens the day after Jacob Blake's ruling. Right. that who gets shot seven times in the back for trying to go into his car but we allow people like these people to just feel emboldened enough to go into a capitol building right. so like i get it like jacob blake was in the wrong he shouldn't have done that he shouldn't have walked away he shouldn't have put his back towards the officers in that situation but like if we're gonna if we're gonna have the patience to just let a group of people go into the capitol building and that's the precedence that we're sending now it needs to be all across the board period that same energy it. Yeah, I don't like I don't want to hear it from any anyone else. And I mean, there's several there's several layers to this. I've never been a defund the police type of dude. I'm and I'm still not that type Thank of dude. But if if that's if that's the case, like I'm concerned that well, how is it so easy for people to get in? Like it, 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 it blows it my mind. A good look. And I can guarantee you, like that next day, all those officers probably got ripped. Because I mean, it's just not a good look that it was that easy to get into the Capitol, to the Capitol building. And, and you mentioned this earlier, like I, I've been to DC four times at this point. I know you have been several times, like 
like, bro, it's harder to get into the Smithsonian than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's harder to get into five guys by the White House than that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was, it's just crazy to me, man. Like, I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And I get it. Like, this is not a time for whatever political side of the aisle that you're on is to point fingers at the other one and say, well, see, look, look, because I'm, I'll tell you that, like, I'm not a person on social media who is immediately going to react to a situation and point my finger and say, see, look at what these people did. Right. Look at, look at what, because, like, and such were some of you. This is what I come keep coming back to is that Romans 2 verse 1 verse is such and such were some of you. You were just like that. We were yeah. just doing that in the spring. But what was the cause of of these two protests is because, quite frankly, as a black male in America, I feel like I'm living in a completely different world because I feel like if there's a bunch of people that look like me that try to get into Capitol building. Like, I think some I think some bullets would have been sprayed. Yeah. And, and people can say, well, this isn't about race. How is it not about race? Yeah. I, I know there was black people there. That's fine. But for the most part, I mean, they fit the, they fit the description. Yeah. Like that. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we, we got to stop being so ignorant and so scared to talk about the truth. This is the truth of the matter is that yeah. most of these people were white people that came in there, felt emboldened enough and say that this is my country. I'm going to, I'm going to take it back. Yeah. And they, and they stormed the Capitol, the Capitol building. Yes. Justice is being served. These people are getting arrested as they, as well they should be. But for me watching that it was a slap in the face because I got to see what I saw in the summertime, look back at, at our, um, at our podcast, when we when we um, interviewed your pastor, all right, and we were talking about this, the same thing. I was hurt. These riots, all these things were going on, but it was, I mean, violence ensued. I mean, there's a lot of people who were arrested in in, in these in these incidents. There was patience, but the uh, but I look at the other side on January 6th. There's patience, and these are when politicians are in the building. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I just, that, that's my true feelings about this. I've, I've had it, like, listen, this is, the purpose of this podcast is to bring people to the table and talk about different discussions, but we like to talk about sports. I mean, look at the logo we got, like, <laughs> it's a sports, it's a sports podcast. I don't like talking about politics all the time on here, but when this stuff comes up, I got to address it. Yeah, I because here's the thing, though, is. is that as we've learned doing this podcast, it bleeds. It bleeds into the sports and, and it bleeds into everything of our every part of our culture. So the second piece of our podcast is a sports and culture podcast. So yeah. we got to talk about it. And I think it's so important to understand, like, one thing I want to say is like, yo, like me and Devin are imperfect, right? Like, I'm not a perfect person. I have views that are incorrect. At the end of the day. The biggest thing that I strive to do, like if you can count everything else out, is I try to follow the simple command that Jesus had to love God and to love others. I, that's the thing at the end of the day that I strive to do. I know that like I'm a sinner, sinner that needed a savior. And like I had like like Jesus like took that on my behalf. Right. Like I understand that like that's where my core is. So my core is, is the gospel. And I just seek to view everything out of the lens of love God and love others and just seek to do right. And so 
in that I'm emotional. I get mixed up, messed up in the wrong, you know, ideology sometimes of these other things. But at the end of the day, I claim Jesus. I don't, I don't claim to be a, uh, you know, on one side of the, the aisle or the other because they're both sinful parties. They're both sinful organizations. They, they have sinful people in them that don't know Jesus. And, and what I have to do as a Christian is I have to acknowledge their sin and try to love them, right? Just like I do with everybody. And, you know, I don't come out, at, you know, somebody I don't know and say, oh, look, you have this sin. I'm going to love you anyway. But like at the end of the day, their sin is displayed in the public forum. And so what we can do is see that sin and say, okay, we acknowledge this sin. It's messed up. Like, hey, like these are not people that you should put on a pedestal and follow. The person that you should put on a pedestal and follow, like, lived 2000 years ago and died for your sins. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't control and these other people's and, actions. And that's how we got into the situation that we're in today. Exactly. It, and it seems like I'm being like super harsh on a, on a group here today, but it's because this party like again claims god and country there were flags that that were waving jesus 2020 yeah there were flags that were waved in the name of christianity mixed in with trumpism it's bad it's yeah. it's bad it's it's just bad that's what it is and this is my last point that i'll make about this we talk so much in our circles about how destructive critical race theory is. I have spoken out against it myself. If you don't think so, I just wrote a book review about it. Just go on my Goodreads. You can read You can read all about how I feel about it. All right. I've been very critical of it, but that was not, that is not what seeped into the Capitol Hill building that day. It, it is not the biggest threat to American Christianity. The biggest threat to American Christianity is what bad theology bad theology is is, is the biggest threat to christianity right bad. now bad okay? theology and no theology regardless of what you want to call it it was just it was terrible theology that that seeped into the building and and emboldened some of these people to do this in the name of trumpism christianity like meshed in together that's not i mean it's not a secret they were waving flags it were trying to make it make it known yeah so i i keep going back to that romans 2 verses and such with some of you but it's the truth it's it's the truth i mean we we look at these other people and we say look how dirty these people are and look what they do look how sinful they are and not knowing that like we all need jesus at the end of the day yeah and and, and the we, same the, the second that we take our eyes off of jesus we start to do crazy messed up depraved stuff and you start to it gets i mean it gets wicked so when you're looking at this like and i'm preaching to myself here yep. when i see that sadness and that anger it needs to turn into prayerfulness and say thank you god that you didn't let me go that far and worship him correctly and rightly and properly like how he should be worshiped yep and I think you, you, you make a great point right in there. And, and this is something I heard last year that will always stick with me. You can always do more than pray, but you can never do less than pray. 
prayer is where we start. It is the most powerful engine, but we have to start the car and go, you know, we have to go and do stuff with that. But at the end of the day, like we can't do less than pray and we can't do less than be in our word and to learn more and be more in tune with God, because the more in tune with him, we are the less likely we're to fall to bad speech, to bad teaching, to bad theology, right? At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is that we have to guard ourselves and ground ourselves in scripture and in prayer. And that's, I, I can tell you right now that even from a personal perspective, I, I have a huge opportunity to be better at that. And so that's been my biggest, I wouldn't even call it a resolution. It's, it's a, necess- a necessity uh, for me is that I have to like get back in that, that mode of daily, you know, reading and, and continuing to pray more often throughout the day and, and be thoughtful about those things. Not New Year's resolution. It's the New Year's sanctification. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, that that's that's the path, though. Yeah. Good discussion, man. Good discussion. Always, always. Well, man, I really appreciate your your uh, thoughts on this, man. And, and just know that, um, you know, for those of you guys listening, watching this, uh, that we we care deeply about these conversations and we want to have them. Uh, we want to engage and we want to uh, discuss with people that may disagree as long as we can come to the table and do it uh, civilly. Uh, we're happy to do that. You know, we may not do it on the, on the perspective of a podcast. It may be a phone call or a text message or whatever, but like, do it. Like, let's talk about these things. Let's hash them out. Don't get caught up in your echo chambers. Me too. Speaking to the choir. Don't get caught up in your echo chambers. Yeah. And, and while you're at it and you're on, and you're on your phones and you're on social media and you're doing all these things right to the podcast. Yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to that YouTube page. Dave and Deb like our page. Tell us what comments. Tell us what we could be doing better. Facts. Find me on social media. And let's have a discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and I think a lot of people like we did launch the merch last month. Uh, thank you to everybody that supported us so far. But like the one of the best things you can do to support us is to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, to follow us on on Instagram, to follow us on Facebook, to like and share our stuff, comment on it. Like we appreciate that. Like we have people that do that every single time we release something. And it's just that is worth a hundred shirts. You know what I'm saying? It's just we can't ask for anything more. The ultimate compliment. Absolutely. Well, brother. I'm super happy for 2021, all the stuff we have in play. Um, I'm excited to be in the mix on the video. I'm excited that we get to do these podcasts. I get to see you while we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it a lot better. Uh, but yeah, man, shout out to Chris, the producer. Producer Chris. Hey. So until next time, brother. Peace. Peace.